morning, good afternoon, good evening. Please delete that as appropriate. Hello there. I am Andy Anatko, and this is the Material Podcast, episode number 402. That is 402. If you are a very, very badly trained voice-to-text AI, with us is Florence Ion, as usual. Hello, Flo. Hi, this is Florence Ion. <laughs> I was pretending to be an AI version of my voice. Oh, I used to, uh, as a as as a kid, I used to like have a really good impression of what was then like the state of the art Kurzweil, uh, like uh, text to speech. And so when when my when me and my annoying friends would make prank calls, prank calls were something you could do because we were still little kids and it was before caller ID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my see when, when it was my turn to do the next random prank call, I would be doing like a computerized pull. And that it tended to backfire because the people were so thrilled, like, oh, my God, this is actually like a computer that's asking these questions and it's actually responding wow. to. And I would be like, hello, this is a computerized automated survey. Would you like you are talking to a computer who can then listen and respond to your actions? Would you like to participate in this survey? And <laughs> and that's literally Google Duplex, by yep. the way. <laughs> Hopefully with a hopefully with a better with a better voice. You know that we had a kids movie, right? My my generation, we had a kids movie based on that Macintosh text to speech voice. Macintosh called. Um, it was called Blank Check. Oh, and, I've heard I've heard of it. I have not seen it. Yeah, it's about this kid who like gets a blank check from somebody who like almost runs him over, and he writes in a million dollars and. <laughs> and but he has to be an adult, so in order for him to disguise himself as an adult, of course, he uses his Mac. <laughs> so, and I, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I had a lot of fun with that. There, I had there, a lot of fun with that. When there I was are a, a lot of the, the, there, there, sh- there should be, there could be a paper in that, in that, like, um, all of the, all of like the, the, the plots of admittedly, usually like lame like movies and plays and stuff like oh, yeah. that. It was really that, cheesy. That that can't work now because of the advancements in technology. Like I went to, uh, so I, one of the operas I saw last season, I think, I think, I think at the Met was a new version of one of my favorite move. One of my favorite operas, uh, Lucia de Lamamor, mm-hmm. and not the one that we saw together, but part of the part. And of course it was written, uh, I think like in the mid 19, mid 1800s. And part of the plot, and it's based on a story that takes place in the in the late 1700s. So it's easy to do something like, well, uh, uh, the 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 leading the leading character uh, thinks that her uh, her uh, her partner has been unfaithful to her because he had to like leave to Paris on a diplomatic mission, and meanwhile, her her uh, her, uh, her her brother is like intercepting like all of the messages she sends out of the castle where they all live, and she's also having like all in- incoming mail intercepted into the castle. So he's basically able to to make it look like, oh, well, look, you keep sending these letters out, but he's not, he's not responding. He hasn't, you know, he, he's forgotten all about you. And I've heard this rumor that he's actually, you know, already, already forgotten all about you. And she, he's taken up with all these floozies and hotsy totsies in Paris. How do you think about that? And so again, easy to pull off in the original, like 1700s and 1800s sort of picture. So, but they brought this one into the 21st century and there are a lot of, there are a lot of bad, a lot of okay. weird and, and silly things that they did with this, <laughs> but one, but one of them is that okay, well, okay, but it's the 21st century, 
And so now instead of uh, like the, the, the lover going off to, again, this diplomatic mission to, to Paris, he is like his, he's a national guardsman and he's been deployed to the, to, to, Af- to the Middle East, Afghanistan, whatever. Oh, so like, okay, how are you going to keep intact this idea that all of the ways that, I mean, they, they have soldiers, <laughs> soldiers deployed overseas. They get to have like live video chats. They have, they have, they have internet, they have computers, they have everything. How are you going to pull that off? Because traditionally, like, uh, they don't, they don't like change the opera. They might put it into a new setting, but they don't change a word of it. They, they keep it exactly as written. So they can't just simply like ignore that part of it. And so I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's great music, but when they get to the part where apparently they're using and they've got they've got a, a video display another part of the reasons why this is sort of a weird production they got a video display so you can sort of see details on the stage that you wouldn't be able to see as a member of the audience okay and so you see that oh well they she's text messaging or she's i'm sorry she's i messaging like <laughs> her, her lover and i'm like how and, and i'm sitting there I was, it pulled me completely out of this beautiful music because i then have to solve the problem in my head saying okay let's say they consulted with me they're paying me five thousand dollars to solve this problem of how you do this in the staging and i'm like okay i messages end-to-end encrypted that's almost completely out you can't you, you can't unless you unless you somehow without adding like a whole scene of like technology oh well <laughs> and i got access to her iphone and got past the biometric logins and created a new account and created a new account so that i could also see what she was have access to her account and delete things before she sees them <laughs> but i have to have the phone with me at all times to make sure that that like okay so yeah there's there's a i think this is this is why like clumbo is so of its time that there as as we all know almost every single like 70s cop show crime would be almost completely solved in like three minutes with modern technology if you have to there's a scene there's a scene in colombo where he actually has to like get uh get a phone record off of a computer and it involves like going to like the going to the offices of the phone company, waiting in a long, long line, and then uh, which get, was a bit, of course, it was on a the bit. show. Getting to the front of the line, and then they have to run this like thing, and you see that just nothing. And he's just like standing there, so he's thinking that well, you could just look it up in a book and just give it to me. And she says it's coming. Like you see this, this, this <laughs> you know, there's this, this tra- big, huge, like industrial tractor printer, handing him these pages and pages and pages of, of, of printouts, as opposed to, hi, AT and T, here's eight dollars. Uh, give me the complete location history of this person <laughs> from date of birth until you can oh, eight seconds ago. Yeah, in 2023. Uh, I thought you were going to bring up, by the way, the scene where he goes to the phone to find out. He calls the weather station uh, yes. to find out what the weather was like I a couple to, days ago. No, no, that's the, that's the current weather. I need to know what the weather was last Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now. Close at five o'clock. Yeah. Tap on a widget and then you would just go backward in time and it would tell you what the weather was. We really, I feel like we really do take all these things for granted that we have now because they are so commonplace. Well, that's Sincerely, that's, that's one of the things we do best as, as humans. That's one of our core competencies. That's true. Belly aching about things we should be grateful for, and therefore hurting ourselves the most because we have happiness all around us, and mm-hmm. as individuals, we choose to ignore that happiness. See, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, can Speak- I tell you about how I'm going to try and seek happiness? That's a good thing. Please yeah. tell me how. Okay. Um, so I actually had a meeting with Google this week, oh. which I can talk about. So I said, let's just talk about it here on the podcast. Um, I went to a Google sleep salon. <laughs> okay. This is going to be good. <laughs> now, I imagined that I was going Okay, they would not tell me anything about this except like meet at this time in downtown San Francisco at a hotel. So I was like, okay, I must. They kept calling it a sleep salon in, in you know our correspondence, and so I'm like, okay, I must be going to go to sleep. And so before I headed out, which by the way, I tried really hard like not to take a snoozer before I left because I was thinking maybe I'm gonna go like hmm, exactly person. You're you're wearing your footy pajamas underneath like your business casual. So I didn't wear pajamas, but I did wear like my most um, elastic pair of jeans, if that makes sense, where they're just very like whatever. I just wore the most comfy, like professional clothing I could. And I didn't put on mascara because I said, you know, if my head is going to hit the pillow, (laughs) like don't want to. Right. So I show up and it's literally just. It's just a it's a meeting in a hotel room where we're talking about like we're seeing a living demo of all the ways that you would put the Google products into your house. <laughs> um, so I was a little bummed that I wasn't sleeping on Google's time. <laughs> I will say. Yeah, I because I, I was very I, I was very curious. Um, and yes, I was making jokes about sleeping with Google. <laughs> to my coworkers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. It's it's a joke. It's a joke. That's fine. No, that's 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 fine. I think that I, I think that you can you can make jokes about that. I don't I, I think that there are a lot of people yes, <laughs> who I'm, could who could not. I think you could no make one's in bed with Google here, okay? There it's just that I was thinking that this would be a thing where I would go and I would, I don't know, try some new Pixel Watch feature. Anyway, I did come home with some new devices though. So I actually came home with uh the Pixel Buds Pros. Oh, the ones that do the Pixel Buds audio. Pro. Um which I haven't tried because I only have the A series. So I'm going to try those out and just kind of like use them as I do. That's my job. Um I also got so I actually didn't review this. This is the second gen Nest Hub. Oh, yes, I have that. Yes. So this is the one that does the sleep tracking. Yes. Um, and I learned, I learned something at this little sleep salon. What I was not aware about is that if you have two of these things, you could th- the way you would do it is you'd place one in each, let's say if you have a bed partner, you would place one at each side, and then the hub will take the reading the sleep reading of the body closest to it as it was registered. So because I haven't used the sleep sensing capabilities in any of the uh, Nest devices because I haven't had any of the devices in my house. I have Lenovo devices in my house and they do not have that requisite hardware. So hmm. I am a little reticent to swap out my Lenovo Smart Clock 2 for this thing. But I'm also incredibly curious to try out the sleep tracking capabilities because I absolutely hate wearing watches to bed. 
And I currently do have sleep tracking on my Pixel 7 enabled because I want to get the snore detection feature filled in because I want it to listen <laughs> to tell me how I'm doing at night. And of course, I learned from this Google Sleep Salon that uh, it will factor in the noise that my husband, we share our bed, makes at night. You know, we're we're both snorers, okay? So, <laughs> so it's making me realize that like some of this data is probably not as accurate as I want it to be. So maybe it says I'm snoring when it's actually him. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious to see what this is, experience is like, but I'm really just the feeling of putting a full smart display because the Lenovo smart clock is very, the software that they put on there is very limited. Like you can only do a couple things on there. You know, you can't watch video on it, although you can yeah. view nest cam footage. Um, it's, you know, it's nice and limited and it stays as an alarm clock versus this is like a full on smart display. <laughs> yep. I, yeah, I've, I've had it for a long time. I, I have to conf and and sleep tracking was one of the main features uh, that I got it for because mm -hmm. I I just have this this freaky sleep cycle and it's um I have to and I I I have to check I have to go through the testing again because one of the problems that I have with sleep tracking on it is that my bed is one of the places where I hang out oftentimes yeah. throughout the course of the day. And I also, have that problem too. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the things that also throws it off is that um, one of the techniques that I have or <laughs> I was using to try to browbeat myself into being asleep by 2 a.m. is that, okay, you, look, you don't have to go to bed at 11, but you do have to be in bed by 11. Mm -hmm. So, no, you're, you're not going to be like in front of the three screen uh, computer you're not going to be like in front of like the big like 4k tv Cockpit. you're going to be yes. in a bed <laughs> where your distraction you're you're going to be in wind down mode andy and it's uh we won't talk about how well that worked out but it's like it would confuse the hell out of out of the the sleep sensor and i would just get into bed and it's like oh gee it's 11 it's 11 p.m andy is okay sleep sensing active like no 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 don't don't sense please and i can't complain about it because the 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 stuff that that uh, makes sleep sensors not work for me is when you do actually have to activate it when you have to say okay well huh, here I am I'm I'm in bed now and boom da -da, zippity doo dah and here I am I've got my phone out and I'm going to press this button and go right to bed sleep no I'm not going to do that I'm <laughs> I'm going to like again Toss sort of turn. like <laughs> exactly. I, I, could, I have to like I have to like catch my foot on a on a on a bulge in the carpet and like accidentally fall asleep. It's, that's that's how it works. And so I, I might I might think, okay, great. I've 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 got the app. I've got my phone. I put it next to my pillow. I push the button, and it might be now ninety minutes before I actually fall asleep. So I don't know. I might I might have to actually go to the watch. I might actually have to go to something under the bed, or I might have to just admit to myself that this wasn't so much looking for a technological solution to my sleep problems so much as wanting to buy new gadgets and play with them, which is another distraction in the bed where, Hey, look, wow. Look, do I have to set up this? Like, Ooh, I better turn on the breathing control, but turn off the, this. And now my brain is like now like really into mm -hmm. like this, this is active and wired and lit and lit up. And that's mm -hmm. another like 90 minutes before I fall asleep. So, but, but I do, I do enjoy having, uh, uh, I, I do enjoy having the smart display where here is the time of day, here is the weather, here are some, 
to, here, here are some of the artworks that you've put into a Google Photos right. library. That's fun. And now that they're, God, they're almost giving them away now, aren't they? Like, I think that it was like down to 50 or 60 bucks on Black Friday or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm actually, I was just thinking if it's not too creepy, I should maybe test it on Mona mm. and see what her yeah. sleeping is like. Because she does have a, she has a, I put the eight inch Lenovo smart display in her room. Uh, and by the way, the photo albums that's in there is of all my keyboards, the glamour <laughs> shots I've taken of the keyboards I've built. So that's what Mona wakes up to every day. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I um, I am very interested in tracking my sleep, but I just have to find a way to do it that it's not disruptive. Yeah. And the thing is, it's possible I may not have a solution until this summer when the new Pokemon Pokeball Plus comes out. It's a sleep <laughs> tracker that you put under your pillow and it like measures your movements and how you sleep at night because it's supposed to be like for kids okay. to okay got it to get them to track their sleep and they're launching an app called Pokemon Sleep where you're like basically playing the game in your sleep because right. you because you already you can already integrate like Google Fit step count with Pokemon Go and then you will get um, rewards based on the step counts you've done throughout the week with your fitness apps. So, you know, you get like pokeballs and like potions and stuff like that. So, you know, obviously gamifying it, but I'm very excited for the ability to put pokeball underneath my pillow. Have you seen, have you seen the, have they released like the privacy (laughs) agreement for this? Like not yet. No, Okay. no, not yet. That would be the one thing that would terrify, not terrify, but like, oh, out, 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 damn thing. Like monitoring. Oh. Here's, here's, and and now we, and now we know what the child, the child sleeps. <laughs> we can start okay. advertising to her at five thirty-seven in the morning if it's a weekday. <laughs> so I do have to actually bring up something very quickly, and not to keep us going too long on this, but it's just because I was researching into it today. Uh, help the Health Connect API. Did you know? My understanding is that the Health Connect API, what it does is it syncs all the on-device health and fitness information to the services that you want it synced with. So I was actually not aware. My understanding was that Health Connect was taking the data that you had in Google and syncing that with other services. It's actually just taking the on-device data. So it's not the same. It's technically not the same data that you have with your Google account and, and like Google Fit or mm. Fitbit app. Just a side note. So it's, so <laughs> things it's con- I was looking so it's into confusing. Today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honest, honest to God, that is. Uh, I, I I don't I I am not close. Uh, I'm farther away, further away from switching back to iPhone than I was like six months mm. ago. But one of the things that I still like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to have like all the health stuff actually works and not like broken up into like two or three services, including two services that are owned by the same company, Google. Like there's, there's no, what I love about the Apple watch is that there is no question about how, about uh, does the Apple health app reflect everything it's everything it's 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 everything that i've 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 put into it put into it via my uh, by, by my watch via my phone via any other device mm-hmm. and oh, i just i i can't believe that google has not fixed this i know the that, medication reminder alone yeah. why don't i have a medication reminder on android when that's natively built 
again, this this is this is a company that has more than a trillion dollars. Like, why can't they? And they and they've also had. It's it's not as though they're stumbling through the dark here. They they know who to cheat off of. They know who the smartest kid <laughs> in the class is, and they're sitting right next to them. Like, copy off of this kid's paper, uh... Google. This is how you do health. And none of this is patentable either. So it's not, you know, and, and you know what? Apple has stolen a crap ton of stuff from you guys too. It's okay. It's how we do business. Please make it's your health. It's inspiration. Exactly. What was, what, what was, what was the, the famous quote, uh, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs were, uh, mm. and they, and they were, they went, they, they were the same sort of graduating class of tech CEOs so that they, they had like personal relationship with each other. And Steve Jobs was furious with windows for like uh, having like overlapping windows and having, you know, 19, uh, the 1985, 1986. And, and the story goes that, uh, that Bill, uh, Bill's response was that Steve, as far as I'm concerned, you broke into Xerox and stole everything, and you're upset because we went in later on and we took the TV that you left behind. It's like, <laughs> mm. so yeah, it's it's fine. Well, it's okay. Well, we have a pretty good show for you today. Some cool stuff to talk about. YouTube has a new CEO, and we're getting rid of the old CEO. Unfortunately, this happened a few weeks ago, but we just never got around to it. And I think that's one of them a good time to sort of look back because uh, uh, Susan uh, Wojcicki was pretty integral to not just YouTube, but also to Google. So this is a good thing to talk about it. Also, Google announced the date for this year's Google I.O. conference, and they did it in the most annoying way possible, as <laughs> usual. But uh, <laughs> um, but this, but this it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lively one, to be sure. Uh, and finally, do uh, you think that Disney couldn't ruin Google search? Don't worry about it. Then with Disney, Disney will ruin Google search, too. But you'll find out all about that after this break. Well, I know I'm pronouncing Susan Wojcicki's name correctly uh, because I, I I only just it only just occurred to me right now. I I did the the same thing I always do when there's a name that I think I know how to pronounce, but I want to double check it. Obviously, you do a Google search. Usually, oddly, ironically enough, for the CEO of YouTube, I usually look for a YouTube video in which like. Uh, the person is speaking at a conference and they introduce themselves. So I know exactly right. how they pronounce their own name. Uh, Susan Wojcicki, uh, they have, she has uh, the honor of, she gets her own info box of here's how to pronounce that person's name. So you get like the animated, uh, you, you get the, uh, the, the phonetic spelling of the name and also the little animated like blue and white cartoon of someone pronouncing a name and, and, and click on this button. And maybe it made me wonder like for people who, especially in tech who are, like they their egos are not quite in check. It's mm-hmm. like how how come how come my name doesn't get one of those special boxes? Like I, I'm I'm important. I've I've driven three different uh, enterprise uh, networking products through the state of bankruptcy. <laughs> I I'm a, I'm a titan. I'm a disruptor. So I, I wonder if there's like actually like an office that you can contact. Say oh by the way, uh, my name is spelled M S M I T H. Uh, you should pronounce it Smith. Like so. The way that everyone else pronounces it. No, no, no. It's listen quite carefully. It's Smith. Just like no, no, no Smith. You, 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 you just want the special box. You'll feel special, pretty much. Can you do that? Hey, uh, 
And no, I, I, I don't. I don't rate the special <laughs> box either. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, on, on to serious topics. So yeah, uh, Susan Wojcicki announced uh, a, f- a few weeks ago that she's stepping down as the CEO of YouTube. Uh, she made the announcement first to employees, company wide uh, email memo, and then as a post in the official YouTube blog. Oh boy, you talk about Silicon Valley legends. She was I one know. of Google's, yeah. you know, very first employees. I mean, you don't get you don't get any more integral to 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 Google than the fact that Google was based out of her garage for a short mm-hmm. time. She was a personal mm-hmm. friend of Sergey Brin and Larry Page, uh, and uh, from there, uh, she put it this way in her letter to employees. Uh, 25 years ago, I made the decision to join a couple of Stanford graduate students who are building a new search engine. Their names were Larry and Sergey. I saw the potential of what they were building, which was incredibly exciting. And although the company had only a few users and no revenue, I decided to join the team. That is that is the Horatio Alger story where it's not, well, you know, after I graduated from so-and-so and I made the rounds of here, there, and everywhere, I took this opportunity to head up this other division the 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 really good movie version of these like tech entrepreneur stories is that it sounded like a really cool idea there was no money in it they had no users but boy did i like what i saw here and the opportunities to grow something mm-hmm. and again she was there for 25 years um this her announcement was had a couple of things that you kind of are used to seeing in these kind of announcements someone who has mm-hmm. been with a practically a co-founder of the company leaving after two or three decades. Uh, she said, I've decided to step back from my role of the head of YouTube and start a new chapter focused on my family, health and personal projects that I'm passionate about. So it's, there's no announcement there. There haven't been like any stories about, well, she's been in failing health for years or she, this, uh, she has uh, something is oftentimes something as simple as I have a family member who needs my right. attention for a bunch of reasons. So if and that-, that was like, Larry Page, sorry to interrupt, but I was going to say Larry Page stepped down for that reason as well. So it's, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the and the other thing that's kind of kind of familiar is that she is, uh, uh, of course, it, the official announcement contains stuff from uh, uh, current management uh, basically saying, oh, we wish her all the best of luck. And also she's going to be staying, she's going to be sticking around in an advisory capacity to all of Alphabet's companies' properties. Which maybe, I mean, a company, any company would be a fool to turn their back on that wealth of experience and knowledge and common sense. But usually that's just something that gets put into a contract. I mean, if someone, if there comes a, you've, in addition to like all the nice things uh, that she has earned in terms of compliments as to, again, her intelligence, her agility, everything she she has found she she was into google as employee like three or four she she's doing okay in terms of money there come there comes a time when uh in the history of these uh, of these companies where someone realizes that i have half a billion dollars in liquid cash why am i getting up at seven o'clock in the morning to like be in a meeting halfway across the world only to have to be back home in, in 10 hours i could be enjoying myself so yeah, but but it, definitely the closing of a, a chapter, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I apologize. I read a little bit ahead in the notes, and I was looking at some of the other women of Silicon Valley because the truth is that they are becoming less and less prominent as as the years go on. Um, I was just looking at Marissa Mayer because I completely forgot that yep. she – I actually forgot that she left Yahoo because it was such a – what happened was that um, Verizon took it over. Yeah. And so she just, I had no idea that she kind of slipped out the back door 
<laughs> with a payout and was like, bye, I'm not doing this anymore. But yeah, Sheryl Sandberg's no longer at Meta. Meg Whitman is um, no longer at HP. Uh, Ginny Rometty, no longer CEO at IBM. And, th- and they've all gone on to, uh, most of them have gone on to other things. But uh, as Sheryl Sandberg, she was like, there were a lot of people, myself included, that were like, oh, what the hell is going to happen with, <laughs> I mean. Sheryl it- Sandberg, she was the torchbearer of like, of, you know, girl boss tech feminism. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was, she, you know. she, but she was also like the person who uh, would tell Mark Zuckerberg, um, no, I don't think we should spend eighteen billion dollars creating the biggest mountain of ice cream ever. I think that's not something that's productive. It's like she was. It was there were a lot of people that are like this. Is, <laughs> if this if this were a '90s sitcom, like she would be uh, about mm. about a, about a couple yes. that's newly been married she would be like the straight laced like lawyer corporate lawyer that like go has a 9 to 5 job and does mm-hmm. all the sensible things and zuckerberg would be the flighty hippie who like has a chicken for a pet that he walks on a walks on a leash and he's always like no it's like and 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 he's colorful he's real <laughs> colorful you know, and ma- you know, maybe maybe Cheryl could stand to be a little bit less uptight and and, oh, and, and enjoy life a little bit more. But she's the reason why the rent gets paid every single month, and yes, yeah. <laughs> and she, and she's the reason why like they're, they're they make and keep dental appointments. You know, so mm. yeah, that that it is a big deal when there's so few women in tech that have these kind of have any kind of role whatsoever, let yep. alone uh, like a critical role at companies and so one less is sounds like a lot more than one less person in that kind of role um mm-hmm. they her replacement uh is a dude uh neil mohan uh mm-hmm. formerly uh youtube's chief project officer uh and uh yeah and that's and that's he is he has uh history too he came on board in 2007 as part of uh, google's acquisition of double click oh uh, he's, yeah, so he's so it's not as so it's not he's as he's been around since like YouTube's heyday, yeah. like when it was just beginning as a platform, so called yeah. creator platform. Yeah, she, I mean, uh, he uh, was also senior vice president of display and video ads, which is pretty much the reason why YouTube exists. Yep. So, so it's not as though they just they hired from some someone outside and someone who doesn't know what they're doing, uh, of course. Uh, she was actually she was uh, head of uh, YouTube for just nine years which surprised me because she's always been for me like synonymous with uh with with with, with uh with youtube I and mean, the reason the reason why youtube is youtube today is because of i think her management not that not to diminish other roles other people who have other roles of the company but you know you have a if if you think youtube is a good thing uh you have susan wojcicki as as one of the reasons to thank for that and google image search by oh, the way thank you and google book Google book search. <laughs> I say that. Uh, yes, it was listed. Yeah, I believe she worked on Google books. I mean, in, 20, in 25 years, like she, she, she's worked everywhere. Yeah. I was going to say, she's, sorry. It's <laughs> like, I mean, there were, there were a lot of, I mean, yeah. I, I know people who uh, who've worked at Apple since the, uh, I think even since, I think the, the person I know who, who's worked at Apple's uh, the longest actually joined in the 70s i think and there were a bunch of people who joined in the 80s too 
and there are people like uh, uh, Steve Wozniak included who they have their run and then they're like, uh, I don't have to be running this place anymore. I will still find projects. I will find a role at this company, but I don't need this anymore or I don't want or or they're not, not speaking about Steve Wozniak uh, specifically, but they simply they they fall back of the pack because they're not keeping up with what the, the new roles in the company. It's, it is very, very significant when you see someone like her who you look at all of the roles she's played at that company. Never was she, oh, they found a project for her because, you know, Sergey, Sergey and Larry have lo- loyalty to her. And so they basically found a phony baloney job for her to do so they could, she could still be like earning kajillions of dollars. It's like, <laughs> no, when there's something that needs to be done, it's like you, you bring in the A-team. She um, worked. Yeah. She worked. The other the other thing that's kind of I wouldn't say concerning, but it's like I'm, it's always significant when someone who whose head contains so much of the history of the company like leaves, like when Johnny Ive left Apple, that was kind of on my mind. Yeah. I don't with if this were an Apple podcast, we talked for an hour about how yeah he was a super designer. Maybe he should be designing more static objects and fewer keyboards, for instance, but. I mean, when you talk about, oh, so the person who essentially was Steve Jobs' partner when he came back to revitalize Apple, he's leaving the company now. It's not just that he has stories about Steve Jobs he's taking with him. It's like that's he's part of the company culture. He's part of the, the company mm-hmm. DNA. Susan Wojcicki, also obviously part of the, mm-hmm. the company DNA. It's I, I do have the theory that like companies – never stray very far from what they were when they were founded. Nonetheless, this gets diluted with every generation of CEOs that have less and less and less uh, connection to like that founding that IBM is no longer talked about a hundred year old company, but it's like Mm -hmm. there, there is, there is nothing that is culturally significant about IBM's corporate culture right now that, and that's, that's an asset that they've lost. Microsoft is very, very close to that right now. Apple, could in the future there's no one set up for a ceo that is going to have the same kind of role so you just it just puts you in a point of view of you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna crack open a beer i'm going to i'm gonna put my feet up on the ottoman and i'm gonna beard stroke about okay so what does this mean for the future especially especially in this perilous moment as they try to transition even harder to ai than before it's like not not even as not even as a bs columnist like do i <laughs> even even if i were even if i were working at a carpet store it would like provo- it would provoke me to start thinking about oh they, they lost another 25 year old 25 uh, uh, person who's been there for 25 years how is this going to affect the company how is this going to affect youtube because youtube is in a really weird position right now where it's you know i, I was actually thinking about this, this morning randomly about how because I've been thinking a lot about Google actually recently just because I've been reading a lot of articles about how the youths are using technology okay and and I am on TikTok so I see that side of thing and that side of things and the way things are sort of manifesting over there and I think about like how who is going to come in and maintain relevancy because yes. it's kind of incredible that Steve Jobs passed and left us Tim Cook and that Tim Cook was able to continue the road yeah. with Apple as it was like Tim Cook is not Steve Jobs, but he developed his own sort of like leadership. Uh, I want to call him a deity, but <laughs> sort of he, his, 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 his own role in the persona. Yeah. And, and, and he was like for the, 
he he was definitely his right Steve Jobs' right hand. So that and the other and the other thing is that Apple actually has I think it's actually called Apple University. It's it's basically their own management and business school that is all about here is how we do things at Apple. Here's what the culture is. Here's what our focus mm-hmm. is. Here's how yeah. we do. Here's how we attend to practical problems. Here's how we attend to future problems. So the people who I think one of the reasons why you see so many people leaving Apple after. Uh, 10 years in a very, very, uh, very, very good position is that they realize that there is that there is a real glass ceiling that they're not going to, if they want to run something, they're not going to get that opportunity at Apple because there are people who, uh, there, there, there are other people that have been identified as very Apple-y that can take the torch and continue with it, not in a yeah. new direction, but in sort of like the same general direction that uh, Steve Jobs and Tim Cook have been doing it. Yeah, whereas now Google and YouTube has to really worry about how they're going to continue to serve ads to the next generation of users. And so that's why, to me, it's kind of like interesting. Oh, we're hiring. We gave the position over to somebody who kind of comes from the ads department. And, And that's a little worrisome because it's like, but you're not a product person. And Susan sounded like she was. See, I don't know these people personally, but. From what I'm reading here of her resume, it sounds like she had a lot more product associated with her than just, you know what I mean? So she had clearly some sort of vision for each of these things. Like I remember when Google Image Search launched and she was, she wrote a little press release or whatever that they were doing back then. Um, And, and so, and so I worry about YouTube. I, I really do. Uh, Especially with, especially with how bad the internet's gone. (laughs) Oh my God. I swear to God, the bots right now are out in full force on every part of the internet, not just Twitter. They're on Instagram, they're on Reddit, they're on TikTok, and it's it's getting bad out there, folks. Um, How will YouTube weather that? Yeah, I think I think I I, I, that's a good point. I think I I hadn't really thought about that. That um, whereas the previous CEO of uh, of YouTube was a product person who under basically had lots of experience but lots of different projects had can attack lots of problems at youtube from lots of different perspectives the new ceo is essentially an ad guy you know neil mohan again not he's not a dummy there's this there's it's not he's not he's he's not like a he's not like a legacy hire or something like that yeah again he's been he's been with google since 2009 uh, but he he came on to Google as the ad guy, so mm-hmm. he I again I I do have this philosophy which I often question, but I think that if you were born into this company as an ad guy, you're now an ad guy who runs Google, uh, runs YouTube, an ad guy who understands uh, the technology behind YouTube, an ad guy who understands the interface and the cultural impact of YouTube. But you're an ad guy first, and so. I can't help but think that his focus as the CEO of YouTube will not be on the entirety of YouTube as a living entity, but as how effective is it at delivering ad revenue Mm -hmm. and how can we enhance that? And if we can destroy, if we can tarnish the user experience by enhance and enhance the ad revenue, that's an acceptable, an acceptable loss. So. eh. Speaking of user experience, by the way, everybody, like honestly, when I'm not paying for YouTube premium, my life suffers. Yes. And I really like, I don't want to pay for it because it's $15 a month for the whole family, but Oh my God, the ads are so bad. 
so bad. I know. It's like and, it, and and they're consistent. They're so consistent. It's not even like watching like at least Pluto TV will give you ads when you expect an ad break in the, you know, in the in the TV show. But on YouTube, it's like boom, three 15 second ads now, like in succession of a bunch of crap. It's yeah. like not even anyway, it's not even localized. I can't, I can't deal with that either. It's and every single service. If you get, if you give me an opportunity to give you extra money and make all ads disappear forever, boy, am I going to take that, take that uh, deal. Even if, even if I put myself in a position where like, if there's a really, really great service and I can afford it, if I take the ad supported version, but I can't afford it, if I take the ad free version, I would much rather just not get the service completely. Mm-hmm. That's fair because yeah. it is so yeah. freaking disruptive. And also, it's uh, it's possible that like I've, I've I'm no longer housebroken for watching ads because like if I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch uh, I'm gonna watch the Oscars this weekend. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna I'm enjoy. I'm also gonna watch the Oscars. Yeah, yay for but us. It's, but it's gonna be so freaky to like watch this live show. In which, oh, they're going to stop, and then I'm going to see little movies about things I don't care about. But, but, but at least, see, but at least it's going to be like not the sickening sort of ads, like the kinds that make me feel like you think you, whoever it is, human or algorithm that has chosen this to for me to serve this, see this ad, you think I'm an idiot, don't you? You think I'm a freaking moron who thinks that, wow, you mean that reverse mortgage, I can actually get all the equity out of my house and be spending it right now? Wow. Like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, fun and sun in Northern California coming up for, not a whole lot of people in May. It's time for Google I.O. and the quasi-announcement. We'll be talking about that after this break. I think that over the course of this, since especially since ChatGPT came out, we can all agree that Google has had and Alphabet have had a lot of explaining to do. Uh, they've also had a lot of explaining to do to regulators. And usually the, the one big time of the year where Sundar Pichai and the whole gang the rest of the, the the mystery machine Scooby-Doo gang <laughs> has the world's attention is Google I.O. Usually the second week in May sometime. Google announced slash did not announce it this week. Uh, as you know, that means that they they launched a puzzle rather than simply say May 10th. It's May 10th. Everyone, May 10th. It's the Charlie Amphitheater, May 10th. There is a puzzle. Uh, and we'll we'll save this for if you're if you're a member of uh, Relay FM, you will hear, hear us talk about this in the yes. bonus episode. I mean, I'm I'm annoyed enough just as a small preview that every time I type Google I/O, I have to wonder, okay, is it the letter I a slash and a zero or is it an O? There was a time where I think it was supposed to be a zero, and then it's don't don't make my life harder. I'm I couldn't I couldn't figure out how to get a haircut in this week and I had to do it myself. That's how complicated my <laughs> life can be sometimes. I don't need this stuff. Uh but yes, it's May 10th at the Shoreline Amphitheater as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh significant that uh, it was not a range of dates like uh, at uh, I know that I know that we're still that pre-covid days are long long behind us. That's but a good we, point. We're used to like at some point here is a range it's May 10th through the 13th. Which would indicate that on the 10th, there's going to be a big keynote. Then on the 11th, there's going to be a developer-oriented keynote. Then on the, and the lineup of the, the, the live sessions that are going to be going on and streamed. No, they just said May 10th. So maybe it's just 
going to be this one live streamed event from Shoreline Amphitheater and then a whole bunch of like pre-recorded developer based Probably. videos. Yeah. Um, they say that there's going to be a quote limited live audience, unquote. So that's also means that very few people are going to be there. Imagine how wonderful and special and glittery uh, only the superstars of the Android and journalism world would be invited there. I mean, I I can understand why I wasn't invited. I did not receive any sort of an outreach <laughs> or invite. I, I I assume that you also, Florence, have not heard anything from uh, not being. Oh no, I'm registered, registered already. I okay. have my registration. I gave my emergency contact information, my <laughs> vaccination information. We're all good. Uh, <laughs> Yes, I am going to be going to the May 10th keynote. By the way, this is the day after my birthday. Yes. So I'm going to have to do – now I have to like rethink how I'm going to spend my birthday that week because this means I'm going to have to go down to Mountain View the night of my birthday. <laughs> because I'm going to have to get up really early on May 10th so I can go to this keynote, which like I'm actually really looking forward to. Yes. Uh this is the least stressful situation you could put me in after America has decided we no longer have a COVID emergency because uh, it's actually an outdoor event hall. <laughs> so we're going to be outdoors for it, which is already like, thank God, I don't have to like be in a building with people. Um, so that's good. A B it's also just the idea of being in person with people again yeah. around this event is very exciting because you really do miss out on not not just the camaraderie, obviously, of like seeing people that, you know, for journalists, same people have been covering Android all these years. So obviously a lot of us have become friends, which is nice. But it's also like it's really good to be around developers and listen to them and observe them. Like as a journalist, it's very important for me to be in person with these folks. And I haven't been able to be in person with them for the last couple of years. Yeah. Because the spaces where developers hang out online, not really where a journalist is supposed to be poking in. So, right. It, you know, it's, it's not a, a natural place for me to be, but at least here there's some agnosticism, you know, we're, we're all there to just learn about the news. Um, it's, it's also a good place to do some actual journalism because yep. there, there are people you will bump into people, uh, who are not supposed to talk to you, but they can talk to you. And there's no record of this conversation, and no. you're and you've been doing this for more than eight months of your career, so you are capable of carefully taking down every hard fact that they're giving you without writing anything down, pulling out any recording device, or doing anything but nodding in a theatrically distracted looking fashion. Um, yeah, there, there, there are times it's not, it's not as though you'll get like a breaking story. Like you've got to just, you got to run to the next nearest payphone and say, get me the copy desk immediately. Yeah. Hold the front page. It's more like, oh, I did not know that. But now a whole bunch of other things I understand a whole lot. And now I yep. know what questions to ask this person because they don't know that I know this and they don't know that I'll put into that. Okay. <laughs> and so so yeah exactly so that's that's the we, sort of stuff that i kind of yeah. miss from these live events the middling about but of course on top of all that is the stuff that they think we're actually there to cover which is the stuff that's in the keynote it's like it's it's exactly like what happens like at, at apple's wwdc where it's like the, it's the state of the union address only the audiences mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. the people who are listening act like reasonable, responsible, mature adults. There's no heckling. You don't. You don't, you and, don't and heckle don't Sudar Pichai. I don't get as angry because you know my life is not on the line. <laughs> Again, that's a, that's a thirty minute distraction, thirty minute or thirty hour distraction. Uh, yeah, so they got a lot of explaining to do and a lot to show off. It's again the State of the Union address, whereas this is where they get the attention of all of the press. They know that this is a good place to say not only okay, well here's Android fourteen, which we intend to release in the fall, and here's some key takeaways from that. A lot of it is that even if they are talking specifically about release schedules and release plans and new announcements, a lot of it is really trying to communicate, this is who we are, this is what we do with our time and our money and our resources, and this is what we think we're going to be doing, what we think is going to be important for the next three or four or five years. It's not It's not exactly like when you – uh, like when the CIA used to like look at like uh, smuggled out like movies of like the May Day parade at the Soviet Union and say, "Ooh, the the minister the the minister of production is now sitting two chairs away from 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 Brezhnev." That means that he used to be one chair away. But nonetheless, if you're looking, for, it's it's a good set of tea leaves to sort of divine. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're, tea and, leaves exactly. And there, there are, and there are some specific things that we're looking forward to. Obviously, artificial intelligence is going to have to be a big chunk of this. This is a chance for them to really show off hard. And they probably what, rewrote, what, by the way, the whole keynote by now after the yeah. whole thing with Microsoft and ChatGPT, and they're like, "We have to rewrite it. We're going to make it all about AI now." I hope. I hope not. I hope that. See, I, I hope that Me Google too. was able to take advantage of uh, Microsoft's meltdown. By saying, see, if we we're not changing our tune. We have always said that this is experimental research sort of stuff. We have to proceed slowly and cautiously mm-hmm. because if technology like this is going to break things, it's going to break big things. So that's why we, we weren't first to anything here. We were first inside our research labs. We were not mm-hmm. first to get, we're not the first people who were going to give, give cats and dogs guns and knives. We thought that, that would be a bad thing <laughs> until we figure out what they're going to do with those guns and knives. And no, we're not comparing you to cats and dogs. Well, of course we are, but we don't want you to think that way because you are. You really are. Uh, <laughs> Meow. Yeah. So yeah. So in addition to Bard, like even a couple, a couple months before, I think New York Times was talking about how they intend to launch as many as twenty AI projects at the next I/O. I don't know what that could be. I mean, you're thinking that, but there's just salt and peppering them throughout existing products, right? Yeah. There. I mean. What was it? Didn't, didn't they make mention in a New York Times piece recently about like funny items on YouTube videos? <laughs> yeah, I feel I mean, like so, it's going to be stuff like that. It's going to be yeah, like, like, like grammar checking is done by AI. But but, cool. but but stuff like automatically putting in like chapter marks inside videos. That's a pretty yeah. good thing. I, will, I yeah. would. I'm really keen to see because this is a developer conference. They they do have like this is a the 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 opening day keynote is really primed for general audience even though this is a developer audience but right really keen to see like how closely are they willing to put ai uh, tools into the development process of developing for like google cloud developing for android developing for whatever oh they'll do that yeah they'll I mean, do that because can... there's aren't there already um doesn't like game development i think will do that yeah because Microsoft as it helps. is like code 
they just wanted to make it more streamlined for the developers. They're not like typing every single little thing out. So yeah. AI makes sense there. It's a I, I, this is see this is where a, a company can really really put the context and everything. They they mm-hmm. had their AI event. What was it back in November? I think it was just a month after the Made by Google event, in which they were consistently saying that. Uh, I think the message they really wanted to hammer home was that we don't think that we don't see AI generators as you plug in a prompt, you take what it gives you and you run away with it. It's no, we think that the way to move the, the way that these tools are going to be used is AI enhancing your own creativity mm-hmm. as opposed to supplanting your own creativity. And so if they were to create an expression of that as here is how you create code now in our, in our, in our code builders, you can actually look for it won't write your app for you but it will suggest in a separate window saying here is something <laughs> clip, clippy with a pocket protector like here is <laughs> like code for what you think what you seem to be creating right now and it's been validated and this is it will support these new technologies from Google that you're going to want to take take advantage of so i mean it, it, they could be talked about just about anything but a lot of it is just going to have to be don't just because we're not we're not the company that gives you the tool that lets you say I want a squirrel with a hat on it and it's riding a unicycle uh, in uh, the Mad Max uh, post uh, post diaspora. Just because we're not giving you that tool doesn't mean that we don't we can't have we can't do that. We have done that internally. Um, we're also time to talk about obviously Android fourteen. Um, we saw the when we talk about what we see we also had. What a brand new public beta! I'm sorry, developer beta I yesterday. Have it yep, on my Pixel Five. Excellent. We'll talk. We'll talk about it in a bit. But this is the first time that they will do like a public facing. Here's what you can expect in September, because uh, right now it's just mostly developer stuff. Pixel Tablet, which as the months go by, it doesn't seem. I'm confused because first, it first quarter. It was supposed to be out first quarter. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, but yeah, it does. It doesn't seem like something that like Google is half-assing. It looks like it's something that they are kind of blessing as this is something important that we really expect things to happen with. Is it delayed? Yeah. Though? Do we call, do we think it's delayed at this point? I feel like it's delayed at this point. Yeah. I mean, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be the first company to announce even something as vague as first quarter and then second quarter, third quarter. That's a, that, that, that won't make it a disaster, but this thing has to deliver, doesn't it? I do believe it was The Verge that um, said that it's possible because of all the like the fluidity in the Google I.O. puzzle that they did this year that mm. it's all going to be about, you know, different screen sizes. And so yeah. well, that's, maybe that, that's definitely one of the hallmarks of Android 14. Um, uh, they've ever since 12L, they've been basically making to their credit, they've been making yeah. Android into a very agile, uh, mobile operating system that doesn't count on a screen, not just doesn't count on the screen being a fixed size, but doesn't count on the screen still being that size throughout the user experience, uh, or even having multiple screens on it. So, and they enhanced all that in 13, but 14 is supposed to take that to, uh, to a whole other level. Speaking of which, maybe we'll see the Pixel Fold, like the foldable phone. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that today, and I was kind of wondering to myself if a Pixel Fold would be a little more affordable than a Samsung one. Yeah, you got it. Well, you got to crack eighteen hundred bucks. That's that is a hell of a hurdle. It's like I know, I know. Wouldn't it be great if, like, uh, when, when I bought my uh, uh, Pixel Six Pro? Uh, I bought 
top of the line. I, I basically said I want to max out the storage because I want I don't want to ever have to like have to run out of storage on this thing. Uh, and so I, I, I want the I want the larger screen. I want this, that, and the other. Uh, and it ran me like eleven hundred dollars. Wouldn't it be great if they managed to get the Pixel Fold cheap enough that the Pixel Fold were like like ten percent more expensive than the most expensive like static yes. screen phone? So much so that I probably wouldn't go for it, but at least think about it. So the people who are have that kind of deep pockets, it would at least be an attainable idea. I would even do. I think the Oppo foldables start at like twelve hundred. Yeah, USD, which seems ugh, it's not feasible. Okay, folks, I know it's cheap. like a yeah. thousand, still a thousand dollars, but um, it's a little more easily s- stomached yeah. versus like because eighteen hundred is just the starting, and if you want to get two hundred fifty six yeah. gigs, God, that's that's or, premium like, laptop money. That's mm-hmm. like that I is. Know. Yikes! For for a, a plastic coated screen that is probably not going to be as durable. That's the thing: is a laptop. My Dell XPS fifteen is twenty five hundred, but I plan on having this laptop for a very long time. Yeah. So I can stomach spending that for a laptop because I'll I can keep a laptop eight years going, no problem. Yeah, exactly. I know how. I mean, you can't do that with a phone. Yeah. <laughs> and then, actually, since we're talking about the foldable, uh, there's also on some person on Reddit. A New Yorker on Reddit says that yes, they saw some person. A, oh God! This they saw story. a story. Yeah, they saw a Googler. They they say they didn't say why they know that they they suspect this person was work worked for Google, who seemed to have a Pixel phone. Uh, it's sketchy as hell because it was definitely fold. I believe that it was a folding phone. Maybe it was an Oppo. Maybe it was something else. Uh, the, the other piece of the other piece of evidence that they were presenting as, oh, this is definitely he was uh, they were definitely a Googler. And this was definitely a pre-release phone that they're testing in the field because he seemed to be like very, very cautious about uh, about people seeing it. It's like they're on a public they're on a subway and this creepy person is trying to get sneaky photos of them using their phone. That's like, what really anybody, bothered me. Anybody would. would yeah, exactly. It's like you see these There's really no sketchy photos. There's no consent of this person at all. Yeah. And you're just posting this picture it's not like something that was left behind in a bar this is this right. is a person who's just on their commute home from work all right and and we already know that like if they are a googler they're probably using a third party phone right to test something cuz i know hiroshi's walking around with <laughs> a galaxy fold so i'm sure there's other people on staff who are doing that too and maybe maybe they thought they worked at google because that train was near the chelsea hq i'm assuming yeah that would be the only reason why and it's i i'll i'll admit that if if while i was in new york i strongly suspected that someone had boarded the train i i too had been had just been to like the google complex and i boarded the closest subway stop and someone boarded from that platform with me that looked like they had just come off of work. They're not wearing a Google name tag, but possibly. And then they took out a phone, the likes of which I haven't actually seen in the wild before. That would, that would, uh, uh, there, there would be a decision tree unfolding in my head, getting more and more branched out as I navigate this. I feel like I would just share it with you and like three other journalists. I think, well, I, absolutely. Because you don't, you, you don't want to be the person who cries wolf. Like there's a difference between like I know for a fact that this was a, a Pixel phone, but the, the 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 devil on one shoulder would be saying, 
they're on a subway. This is a public place. They have no mm-hmm. reasonable expectation of privacy. You are a tech journalist. This is a newsworthy item. Also, they seem to be just watching a YouTube video. There is no personal information on that phone. Also, ironically enough, you have a Pixel phone with this amazing zoom quality. (laughs) So you could, like, without interfering in their lives, document that this person does definitely seem to have a working phone that that the engineers have decided it's time to take it out of the test lab and see how well it performs day to day in a real city. It would be – I'm not sure if I would write a story about it because I would have to really have my sources on lock for that. But I might share that with you and other people. And if you asked for evidence, I would not give you the JPEG because then it's out of my control. But I might – I don't know. It's – like I said, there would be a decision tree. I, I hope I hope he's – I hope he's like – like me, like going, taking the L, like all the way, <laughs> all the way to out of Burroughs, because this is not something I could decide in one or two stops. If he's getting off of 14th Street, <laughs> I'm not sure that I could make that decision that quickly. <laughs> I was going to say that in my case, it would not be a telephoto lens because I have the Pixel 7. So the story would actually be, I tried to take a picture of what I thought was a Pixel Fold, but I realized that I didn't pay for the telephoto on the Pixel 7 Pro and we have the Pixel 7. And so, I don't know. I would I would yeah. find a way to make the story about my decision to cheap out on the Pixel. Yeah. That's... <laughs> and how that cost me an exclusive. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, other th- uh, I, I'm guessing we're, we'll see the Pixel 7a before then. Yeah. Because they're going to want to sell. It usually comes start. out in the summer. Yeah. Um, the uh, the other uh, are they are they going to even consider talking about more augmented reality, virtual reality stuff? They have what I, what I, the thing that kind of kind of stuck in my mind is that uh, Apple doesn't do this uh, like they used to when Steve Jobs did the keynotes. There was famously the one more thing at the very very end. They would sell you like the most spectacular and sometimes most unexpected thing at the end. Oh, there's way of one more thing, and then there'd be applause. Oh, the, this is the one more thing. We're going to see like the banana shaped iPod, like ah, that floats and you know. Uh, Google's one more thing tends to be here is a video that we put together of something that we actually built and actually works, but we have no desire whatsoever to give you any information about whether we're actually going to be turning this into a commercial product. Uh, And last year's one more thing was the uh, augmented reality glasses of where a pair of Buddy Holly glasses that was giving you live translation of what people were saying. Oh my God, I completely forgot about those. Yeah. and Like a flash in the pan. And remember that they they also also announced, I don't know when they did it last year, but they basically said they're, to do their due diligence with the public said, okay, we are now allowing some of our Googlers, Google engineers to test out these things in the real world. Here are the, here are the, mm. the privacy protocols for their testing. Here is like, and so it's advanced to the state where they're allowing people, excuse me, test people that they trust to test them outside of Google campus. So are they, intending to actually make these as a product and are, are we going to see that or are we going to see another pie in the sky thing where you know and now why why now you can do you you can actually have in office in office interactions by sending your own personal drone in that they will actually be at eyeball height or chair height at the meeting the we have noise dampening like okay again are, you, are we ever going to see this as a product or is this just something that 
are you trying to get ahead of Apple's uh, WWDC announcement in June, which they almost certainly are going to show off the uh, their virtual reality goggles? Like that's that's the that's the stuff where they know that in two months' time, Apple's going to have something spectacular to show off, and maybe they want to show, hey, we're not <laughs> we we've got our own glasses that make you look kind of stupid that have no practical impact whatsoever that <laughs> that will cost three thousand dollars and nobody can possibly justify unless they want to be seen as somebody who has the three thousand dollar thing it's google's microsoft courier <laughs> I, I, I really want, wanted that thing uh, too me, by too, the way. me too it's like oh. <laughs> people really wanted that that's what really sucks about the courier uh, god we had so many interesting ideas with it <sighs> i still i'm still the person that like oh I, I don't i don't uh, folding screens, folding phones, I can take or leave. I think they're interesting. But even just to put one screen on two screens on opposite sides of an actual hinge, okay? And let me have a left page, right page. Let me drag things from the left screen to the right screen. Let me read a book like a book. Let me uh, let me fold it into a tent uh, into a tent thing and be able to oh let me let me have a keyboard and uh, anyway. Oh well. I think the, 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 the uh, God, is the Microsoft Surface still, Surface Phone still Duo. a thing? Duo, thank you. Surface Duo still a thing? Eh, we'll see if they try and revive it again this year. Yeah. They have one, I think they have one more try to do it this year, but I'm, I'm not optimistic. Yeah, so I think they're not really into it. They're, they, they're, they're Googling the product for <laughs> meaning that, hey, we, we released this. Yeah, you know what? We decided we're not really into it now that we have it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, before we before we move on, let's uh, you you have those the, the so the second d- developer uh, preview of Android fourteen dropped actually yesterday, recording on Thursday. I think mm-hmm. it was Wednesday mm-hmm. that it dropped. So you've got it. I actually you posted in Gizmodo about it. Yes, right now I'm actually looking through some of the features. So I'll have a little bit more about it on Gizmodo later, but. For now, for now, it seems just like a another iterative update, which is fine, which is fine. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, not, you don't see a lot of the consumer level features pop up before the, exactly. the, the actual first it's, public beta. There's nothing super flashy quite yet. Yeah, a lot. So, of- but I, I will say though, hold on. One thing I will say is that I am noticing from the code sleuths out there who are looking into the Android 14 developer beta 2 that there's a lot of iOS-style features coming in this next version of Android. Um, you can you can read my stuff. I'll, I'll go more into it on, in text, but... Yeah. The- because I still need to kind of play with it. But so far, it's it seems very... I'm noticing a lot of similarities with iOS 16. Yeah, the, the note that I made here is that uh, it's partly a, quote, Apple should shut its damn face about being the only company that cares about privacy and security, unquote, release. <laughs> oh, there's also an emoji wallpaper maker, though. Okay. Which they put on iOS 16 when they did those cute lock screens. <laughs> so... Hopefully, hopefully we'll have the user interface update that makes everything smell like chocolate. At this, they'll, they'll launch. Oh, that I would at, love that. Uh, actually, I mm. I would really be into that. Good chocolate. That the the what what Europeans refer to as tra- our trash chocolate. Like no, that's mm, exactly. We, but we like we're rac- <laughs> we're chocolate raccoons. We like trash. It makes us happy, and we're adorable with our little hands. Now we're not. Now I'm just talking about raccoons, aren't I? <laughs> uh, okay. Well, let's let's talk about. Uh, Disney, uh, uh, but after this little break. 
Okay, well, I admit that maybe in leading off this final story, I was a little bit a little, little bit salty. It's just that Disney tends to ruin a lot of stuff that I really, really mm. like. They, mm. I, I don't, they didn't, they didn't ruin Marvel. They just turned it into something. They just Disneyfied it, and they also Disneyfied mm. Star Wars, and they Disneyfied anyway. But keep yeah, giving so, money to Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson yeah. keeps playing Asian characters, even though she's white. Yes, that's that is the problem with Disney. Uh, but they did something fun to Google at least. <laughs> yeah, and thanks, thanks for the choosing the word to Google. Uh, I, I would like to think, I, I would, I would like to think that maybe Disney just snuck in and said you know what there's a problem you know what the biggest problem with google search is a lack of chat gpt no a bias in search results no the problem is it's not promoting a disney licensed product <laughs> so yes there's a new season of the mandalorian coming in and it offended google it offended disney somehow uh that you could escape that by actually uh using google search the most popular search engine that's the most popular site in the entire world uh so if you try <laughs> Actually, it is fun. So if you do a Google search for anything right that's now. like kind of Mandalorian, like like Grogu, the yes, we'll call we'll call him Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, just so, it's fine. Mandalorian or Grogu or anything like that. You a, a, a animated Baby Yoda appears in the bottom corner of the Google search page, like with your with your search results. And if you click on him, he will like move your search results like the, the the info box and each individual like with his with his jedi force powers and will like be pulled off of the page and tumble down to the bottom of the window he's like, making a mess right now he's making a screen. heck of a mess he's an impish Such he's an mess. impish rogue he's also, he's also 50 or 60 years old which kind of ruins it for me cuz it's like okay well he's still cuz 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 his his yes. species is like very long lived yoda was like yes. 800 something years old but it's like yoda was 900 yes yes uh, I don't see. I don't. Here, here's here's where I break with. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but here's where I break with like the, especially the Disneyfied like Star Wars community. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't mentioned in any of the movies, to me, it's fanfic. The I don't. OG I don't. I don't care. They didn't. They didn't mention that that uh, what Yoda's actual age was at time of death. So it's fanfic. Again, if, if like all fan oh, fiction, if point. you enjoy it, that's great. And enjoy the books. Enjoy the comics. Enjoy the TV series. Enjoy. All the stuff. Go to Wikipedia. The books aren't canon. The books aren't canon to Disney, which is real. Which is why we really are mad at Disney. That's really yeah. Well, see, that's that's because it's like okay. Here's here's where uh, I'll I'll give you one example because again, we shouldn't turn this to a thirty minute thirty minute diversion. But it's like uh, I I forgot the name of you know when in the uh, in a new in a new hope when uh, when. uh, when R two and and three PO are like in the being being sold uh, from the Jawas like Sandcrawler, there you know, Uncle Owen initially initially purchases like a redheaded version of the of of an R two unit, which like yes. almost immediately blows up, and then C three PO like goes, hey, you should get that uh, that blue unit that R that other R two unit. I've worked with him before; he's really good. And okay, fine, great, we'll take him. Like and we're, and off we go. It's like okay, it's any person who's any person who's not a nut. Would say here's how, here's how the sequence of events went. These these are these Jawas are used car salesmen. They tart up things to make sure that they kind of work long enough to get the sale, and then they skip town and no one sees them again. Up. So they're shady, and of course the thing just broke. It was in bad repair, and they sold it anyway. That's why it blew up. But then you go. <laughs> I, I, so I forgot for some reason I forgot what the I knew that it had a name because it has every everything that was sold as an action figure they have to come up with a name for this okay so i, I don't know why i was curious about it but I, but i googled so i went to wikipedia the official like fans yes. 
Wikipedia for it. And of course they integrate every piece of every piece of Star Wars lore, including like all the books, the comics, everything. And they they pull out of I don't know whether I don't know whether it was a comic book or a novel where no no it turns out that this red R two unit had this august august history of like working for the the, the rebellion and whatever and while they were like well uh, and he met and uh, talked to R two like while they're in the sand crawler on their way to whatever and R two had said oh no you you have to let me like uh, get off because I've got this mission and they had this long conversation about it and then. And the redheaded R2 unit decided to sacrifice himself when he found out that when he was being purchased so that R2 could move with his mission. Like, no, I know, I know that you're really, really happy with your fanfic. I know that you thought that, Hey, look, here's a blank part of the canvas that I could scroll my initials into. It was not necessary. It's, it was a piece <laughs> of junk. The job was charted it up just enough so that it could be sold because it Let knew it that go. as soon as it pulled onto the next town, <laughs> it wouldn't it care. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, not that not everything has a fascinating story behind it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but okay. So, th- so this, this is fun. Um, I, I couldn't, now I saw somebody on Reddit say that you could still like click, uh, even though like the, the, a search result had like collapsed to the bottom of the pile mm-hmm. of the you thing. You can still click on it and interact with it. So it'll, the panel is still Weird. interactive. I couldn't um, get that to work. Maybe I'm just maybe my middle my midichlorians are too low to actually make that happen. I don't know. Well, I think this I think that's going to do it for us uh, this week. We're going to of course record our bonus episode after this. Uh, but uh, if, uh, so, uh, Flo, you got some again a lot of great stuff on Gizmodo. Uh, anything else you want to p- push the flashlight of, of of public attention towards? Yes, flowrights.tech if you'd like to find a URL to find all my things at Gizmodo. And I'm going to put a link to my Discord in the show notes. So if you're curious to come and join us, click through. Awesome. Uh, and of course, as usual, uh, if you would like to hear our bonus episodes and the bonus episodes of everybody else on Relay FM, uh, go to relay.fm uh, slash material for that for our show notes and also an opportunity to, show, to sign up as a member. Uh, you pay a little bit extra money for us, and we definitely, definitely appreciate that uh, because you know this is another this is a week we don't have any ads, so it's nice to have it's nice to have a little bit of extra cash that way. And we very much again the the, the most precious currency that you spend on us is your time, and we absolutely mm-hmm. appreciate that. Uh, those of you who also give us some of your cash, we appreciate that too. And <laughs> we try to show our appreciation now with weekly uh, bonus episodes, as opposed to <laughs> as opposed to our every three years Correct. we came up with this idea and spent like four hours planning it and eight hours uh actually this is this is a lot of fun it's a lot of fun to pick something out uh, as we're putting together the show like ooh, that'd be kind of fun thing to talk about as a bonus episode so hang tight uh <laughs> and uh, go to uh relay.fm slash material to sign up for memberships uh so uh, as far as for me you can check out uh go to Anatko on instagram or twitter uh, you can also go to wgbhnews.org to hear my usually weekly uh, tech uh, tech news conversations um, off this week because there was there was an incident that uh, breaking news in local local mm-hmm. politics that uh, needed needed airtime mm-hmm. and so therefore I got bummed uh, but oh well I still got paid <sighs> so don't worry about me but still again sign up for membership if you don't let me let me let me have talked you out of like uh, of signing up for membership uh, so that's going to do it for us for this week uh, thank you so much for listening to us this time we hope you listen to us again next time until then please have a safe happy and healthy seven days bye bye. Bye, everyone.